Good evening. Happy Tuesday. And it's a celebratory Tuesday as the Milwaukee Brewers are the 2023 NL Central champions. They didn't win it because they won today. They won it because the Cubs decided they didn't know how to field a ball late in the game and the outfield dropped the baseball and the Braves scored two runs late and the Braves got the victory to help the, the Brewers clinch the 2023 NL Central title. This is uh, Brewers uh, dating back to 2018. They made the playoffs every year except once. And the just continuous um, consistency during the Craig Council era here in Milwaukee. And it's great to see that after how last season ended with the the Josh Hader trade followed up with the claps and missing the playoffs and seeing how it came into this year and the Milwaukee Brewers stay consistent. And I guess that's going to be the theme for me talking about the Brewers. They stay consistent. Um, they had, they never had any big losing streaks. They had one big winning streak, uh, but other than the, the, um, I think nine game winning streak they had. They never really had any big, big winning streak, uh, uh, winning streaks. And like I said, they never had any big losing streaks either. And just shows you that uh, the style the Brewers play with can, in fact, get you wins. And now it's a matter of how it translates to the postseason. Well, now we figure out who the Milwaukee Brewers are going to play in the 2023 postseason. We are guaranteed at least two, possibly three um, games at American Family Field next week, Tuesday and Wednesday, and Thursday if necessary. But as of right now with the wild card, and we'll find out who uh, probably probably going to take until Sunday to figure out who the Milwaukee Brewers are going to play. The Cubs are a half game ahead of Miami. A game behind Arizona for the two seed, a half game ahead of Miami for the um, for the number three wild card. The Reds are a game and a half behind the the Cubs for that. Um, sorry, they're a couple games behind the Cubs for that. Uh, yeah, yeah, for the Cubs for that second wild card or third wild card. I mean, and Arizona is eighty three and seventy four. Cubs are eighty two seventy five. Miami's 81 and 75, Cincinnati's 81 and 77. So there's a big log jam uh, between for the second and third wild card. And the Brewers are going to take on the number three wild card. As the Phillies are going to take on the number two wild card, the Brewers are going to get either Arizona, Chicago, Miami, or Cincinnati. And the the Cubs have no tiebreakers. They have they don't hold they don't have the tiebreaker over the Diamondbacks, over Miami, or over Cincinnati. So the only way the Cubs can finish with that wild card is if the they finish at least a game ahead of any of the teams I just mentioned in one of the wild card spots. But either way, it's great to see the, the Brewers Central Division champions again and 88 and 69. I am uh, not going to pat myself on the back here, but I said there'll be right around 90 wins and we're two away from 90 and we'll see if they can get to 90 to to finish to finish that off. 
Uh, but the the Braves, I believe, have clinched the well, they have only clinched the division. They haven't officially clinched the the one spot yet. But I'm excited for postseason baseball. And I, I love and it would have been more fun. It would have been nicer. It would have been more exciting if they they won the um they won the division they won the division with a win. That would have been fun. But the Brewers recent postseason, 2018 Central Champs, 2019 and 20 Wild Card, 2021 Central Champs, 2023 Central Champs. And as I mentioned, the Brewers do it with consistency. Um, they, they don't spend a lot of money, and it, it works for them. And they are a team that, to me, this postseason is wide open. Um, and I know it probably sounds crazy with me saying that. Um, you got the Braves, who uh, pitching could potentially be their downfall. Their pitching struggles a little bit. Um, the Phillies, inconsistent. Same record as the Brewers, but they've been inconsistent this season at times. The Dodgers at 96 and 60. Um, the Brewers, they honestly should have competed. They honestly, the Brewers had many opportunities to beat the Dodgers in their matchups this year. And the Brewers very uncharacteristically made mistakes. They typically don't make, and that's in the field. They have one of the best defenses in baseball. And their field and uh, the fielding against the Dodgers was not good at all. And with the Braves, when the the Brewers won one game against the Braves out of six, and the the Braves faced Freddie Peralta once before Freddie Peralta um, started being the Freddie Peralta that we had seen before Sunday, and they didn't see Corbin Burns, they didn't see Wade Miley, they didn't see Brandon Woodworth at all. So it'll be interesting to see what the Brewers can do with the Braves when they have their top four starters pitching and pitching well. I think the biggest weakness for the Brewers is going to be like as it was in 2021 is struggling to come up with the big hit when they need it most. Uh, they did win game one against the Braves in 2021, a one nothing, I believe, one nothing victory. And they just couldn't score enough runs after that. And that was their biggest issue in 2021. And the nice thing in 2023 is they're not relying on the home run as much as they did in 2021. Um, the Brewers are getting consistent hits at times. And their their um, trade deadline uh, bats they got in, in Santana and in... Canna and then Josh Donaldson. If he can get uh, the Josh Donaldson that was an AL MVP, if we can get that from him for a few weeks, the sky's the limit for this Milwaukee Brewer team because Contreras is playing outstanding baseball. Yelich is is outstanding again. Um, Willie Adamas is a difference maker when he when he's on, and Freelich's been an igniter. Um, in the top of the lineup or anywhere you really put him in this lineup. So I'm interested and curious to see what the Brewers do uh, moving forward in this postseason and who makes the post, excuse me, who makes the postseason roster. Um, Garrett Mitchell could, um, then it's, you know, Freelick um, likely going to make it. And then it's who's going to make it outside of that. Cause you can only have so many people on the postseason roster. I think pitching wise, you're, you know what you're going to do. You're going to have your, 
your top four starting pitchers, then plus Adrian Hauser for out of the pen. And that's likely how you're going to handle it. But I, I'm excited to see what the, um, what the, how the Brewers do this postseason. We do need to finish two more against the Cardinals, which I will be at the game tomorrow. A small part of me wishes they would have clinched tomorrow because I'm going to be there. It would have been fun to be there to watch. Um, we'll see what lineup the Brewers put up to, out tomorrow after celebrating all night. They might have to, uh, you know, find some uh, random people uh, who play at the other field they have there, the Little League field. They might have to find some people playing there to bring them in to play a game because they might be a little hungover after celebrating this uh, division champions. And I guess I want to know what your thoughts are on how you feel the Brewers are going to do at Evan Witt Sports. You can find me there on Twitter or X, whatever they're calling it, Talking Sports with Evan on on Facebook and on YouTube. Look up Evan uh, Wittalison and find out. I'm also on Substack. Uh, sports Thoughts from Evan um, is... Uh, or talking sports with Evan are two ways you can find me on Substack, and I get got my weekly, my weekly um, article, thirty-two thoughts that I put in each and every week. I'm three for three so far. When we get to week eight, fourteen, and fifteen, we'll see if I continue to want to uh, keep giving you thirty-two thoughts every week. But that's my plan right now, moving forward. But congrats to the Milwaukee Brewers on winning the NL Central once again. And Craig Council better win manager of the year, finally. It might be his last year in Milwaukee. Please give the NL Manager of the Year award to Craig Council, finally. Please, baseball. You, you, uh, 2018, you robbed him of it. 2019, you robbed him of it. I think now is the time to finally give him the award. Um, next couple weeks, I will be giving you my, uh, end of year awards for major league baseball, who I think the MVP is the Cy Young's are, um, manager of the year, which I kind of already tipped my hat and Craig Council should get NL manager of the year, but I'll get more into that as the playoffs start and give my playoff and world series predictions moving forward. But Right now, it's just fun watching the Brewers celebrating in the locker room. The tarps are up to protect everything, and the champagne and the beer are fl flying. And uh look like Sophia took a champagne uh, shower, and I missed part of it due to doing a coach's interview for my broadcast. But, you know, it does look fun to see. Um the reason why I'm doing the show tonight and not my usual Thursday night is I'm going to be at Lambeau Field on Thursday night uh, watching the Packers take on the Detroit Lions with my, my buddy Scott. We're going to be going up Thursday for that game and super excited for it, especially after the Packers somehow, someway, found a way to win 18-17 to after being down 17 nothing in the fourth quarter. The Packers found a way to win, and it wasn't pretty. The running game continuing to be an issue. Even with a healthy Aaron Jones, it was an issue um, in week one. It was an issue again in week two, and it was an issue in week three. And it's easy to point the finger at A.J. Dillon and blame him, and it's his fault on, you know, it's A.J. Dillon's fault on why 
the ground game is struggling because he's slow to the hole and he doesn't pick the right hole. But the run blocking, if you really look at the blocking up front, pass blocking, Packers are doing well. They're giving Jordan Love time to look down the field, make the throws, do what he needs to do. But the run blocking is not giving the running backs any type of running lane, any type of running room whatsoever. And that's a problem because you got the Lions coming up on Thursday. And one thing the Lions do extremely well is stop the run. And we'll see if um, they held the Chiefs to 3.5 yards per rush. They held Seattle to 3.3. And they completely shut down Atlanta's uh, running game and held them to just uh, 2.2 yards per carry on Sunday. We just saw, we remember what the Packers did. Uh, what the the Falcons did against the Packers and the ground game for them. So, but overall, impressive Packer win. Um, it didn't look good the first half. Jordan Love uh, looked like he still needed some work before I was ready to to state that he was the next Packer. Really, you know, Packer great quarterback. Um, he looked very good at times in week one and week two. Um, but most of the game against the, most of the game against the, the saints, Jordan love looked pedestrian until it mattered most. And in the fourth quarter, he got some comfort. His receivers started making plays for him, started catching the football, making tough catches, contested catches, making things happen for Jordan love. And his touchdown run to get the Packers finally on the board and then going for two right after. Got to tip your hat to the floor and be willing to go for two because he easily could have kicked the extra point. But then, you know, you would have, you know, then it would have made your, you know, tougher decision after you scored that last touchdown. But the thing is, if you go for two, you don't get it. Um, You go for two the next time. And then, you know, likelihood of missing out on two, two, two-point conversions is very unlikely. But I I think some things I liked about Sunday against the Saints is after a very rough start from the defense, the defense buckled down and held the Saints uh, scoreless and really locked them down. Um, The Saints had one touchdown, really. They had a punt return for touchdown, which you can't blame the defense on, and they had a field goal, 17 points. The deep Packers defense held the Saints to seven points. Technically, I guess ten points, and they held the Saints to a field goal after being in uh, being put in tough situation. I think that's important to remember too. The defense and and as I said in last week's thirty-two things from week two, the defense is very Jekyll and Hyde. Some weeks, some moments, some parts of games they look to be very unstoppable, and other moments we saw what we did against Atlanta. They need more consistency on defense, but tip my hat to the defense though this week, and especially Darnell Savage. He's having a pretty good year, surprisingly. He he did not look like he was going to be a, a NFL safety much longer after the way last season ended, but Savage is looking the part. He's looking like an NFL safety, and he's doing his job, and that's the important thing. He's doing his job, and Rudy Ford had a Really good game against the Saints after not playing good for through the first two weeks of the season. 
Kenny Clark and Devontae Wyatt had strong games and Rashawn Gary. Wow, that dude's a monster. And if he is fully, truly back like it looks like, look out rest of the NFL because Rashawn Gary is coming for you. And moving on to this week, the Packers taking on the Detroit Lions. The Lions uh, 2-1 and one as well as the Packers. They beat the Falcons last week. Um, to improve the two and one and the lions. I don't really know what to say about what to think of the lions. I, I, I really don't, I don't know what to think of the lions. They've scored 72 points. They've allowed 63. They're the, they're the definition of a average team. They lost to the chiefs 21, 20. I'm sorry. They beat the chiefs 21, 20. They lost to Seattle 37, 31. And they beat the Falcons 20 to 6. I don't know what to think of them yet. And I don't know what to really point to what they do well. They don't run the ball that great. Um, there's they didn't they didn't run the ball well against Atlanta. Um, they didn't run the ball that well against Seattle. Um David Montgomery, who missed last week, had 67 yards on 16 carries. Uh Gibbs 17 yards on seven carries, the rookie. Didn't do much against Seattle. And you look at against Atlanta, as I mentioned, Montgomery didn't play. Uh, but Gibbs, uh, 17 carries, 80 yards. Didn't play, didn't have really anything explosive happen. 80, 80 yards on 17 carries. And they just, again, I don't know what to think of the, the lines. Amron St. Brown, great receiver. Uh, Branch is having a great rookie season so far. Adrian Hutchinson is obviously a stud player, two sacks against the the Falcons. And Zach Tom, if he plays, and Bakhtiari or Walker are going to have their hands full against Hutchinson. But I just don't really know what to make of Detroit. They look like an average football team. They don't do anything extremely special. They don't, they, uh, they don't make a lot of mistakes either, but they don't really do anything special. They're a, a well-coached, hard-nosed football team. And I just don't really know what to think of them. Um, the Packers don't really know yet what to think of what the Packers are offensively. You haven't had two of your best offensive weapons the last two weeks. Uh, one of the offensive weapons has been out the last three weeks, really, and Christian Watson, Bakhtiari's missed the last two games. Elton Jenkins is out for a couple more weeks. You lost the, the uh, Campbell during the Saints game, and he is uh, his his ability to play Thursday night is unknown. And I, the issue you have with Campbell can't play, you then force um, Quay Walker to have to take on more of the um, Campbell's responsibilities. And we saw last year that when you don't put a lot of responsibilities on Quay Walker's shoulders and just let him play football, he tends to play better. You saw it last year, but now it's looking like he may have to this week um, put on more of the, um, put more of Campbell's role on his shoulders this week. Um, limited in practice today, Jair Alexander, Rashawn Gary, Aaron Jones, Zach Tom, Carrington Valentin and Christian Watson did not practice. Bakhtiari, Campbell, Alton Jenkins, and Zane Anderson. Um, if I had to guess right now, I would say Alexander would play. It uh, 
Romeo Dobbs kind of let the cat out of the bag about Aaron Jones playing this week. We'll see if Romeo Dobbs is correct. And Christian Watson said the plan is for him to play. And if the Packers have those guys back, if they have Watson, uh, Christian Watson back, if they have Aaron Jones back, if they have Jair Alexander back, I like the Packers' chances against Detroit. What Detroit does do well, they do have a good offensive line and they protect their quarterback really well. Um, but and they stop the run well. But you can beat them down the field. You can beat them in the passing game. And if uh, Rashawn Gary and company can get some pressure on Jared Goff, Jared Goff's going to be more prone to making mistakes. Those are the key things for Green Bay. And win the turnover battle. If you win the turnover battle, you have a good chance of winning this game. And it's going to be a hard-nosed, sloppy football game because all Thursday games are sloppy. But I think the Packers win a physical game. I think they win with a field goal at the end to give them a two- or three-point victory. That's my thought on this week's Packer game. So what is yours? What do you think the Packers are going to do this week against the Detroit Lions? At Evan with Sports, Talking Sports with Evan, or Evan with Allison. And comment and let me know what your thoughts are on what the Packers are going to do. With that said, again, congratulations to the Milwaukee Brewers on winning the division and great comeback win by the Green Bay Packers. And now we see how this team can grow moving forward. Um, it's a little shorter version of Talking Sports with Evan as usual because I need to get to bed. I got a couple long days coming up, and today's just really the only day I can get my show in. With that said, I'll be back at you next week, hopefully talking about another. Green Bay Packer victory. Have a great night, everybody.